We come to you with breaking news, sort of. The Nashville Predators re-sign Cole Smith, and the reaction is pretty much exactly what you think it is. Plus, All-Star Weekend. It was really boring. We'll talk about that today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast that's available to you wherever you get your podcasts and, of course, on YouTube. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor on thefourcheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at insidethepreds.com. Also, before we get into it, I want to mention today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. So make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. All right, we are recording here at just about 2 o'clock Central on Monday afternoon, uh, which means the NHL skills competition should be wrapping up in the next two hours or so. <laughs> uh, you know, as long as, long as there's not uh, any sort of delay or anything we don't know about, they should be getting done with that uh, pretty soon. Uh, then we can all move on with our lives. Yeah, that what I mean, like, if you had to pick one word to describe the all-star weekend what would be your one word nick can i pick two Ab- hello of course <laughs> kill me <laughs> kill me I mean, yeah they, so yeah. much potential on paper execution still wasn't where i think the nhl and nhl fans want it to be I think that's I think that's a good point, and we'll dive into this a little bit more. But I agree that I think it had some potential that was presented and produced mm-hmm. in the worst possible way. And we'll get into some of the specifics in a little bit. First, though, some breaking Preds news that shouldn't really be breaking news. It's only because of who it's about that we're talking about it. Yeah, uh, Cole Smith is uh, coming back to the Nashville Predators organization next year. A one-year, $775,000 extension for the year. And what, from a <laughs> hockey standpoint, yes. what is your uh, take on Cole Smith coming back for one more year? You know what? I actually feel fine about this. I think Cole Smith is doing exactly what you want him to do. Of course, they would like him to score a little bit more, and he has been snake bit kind of this front end of the season. But you have a player who is playing with 100%. You know, is he the most talented player on this roster? No. But is he somebody who is playing 100%? Is he somebody that is doing what they ask him to do? Is he somebody that brings something to this team? He is. And for $775,000, I think the Nashville Predators are pretty lucky to have signed Cole Smith, quite frankly. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, this screams to me like those, um, you know, similar deals that David Poyle gave to guys like Michael McCarron right. or Ben Harper or Jared Tenorti. That's more of like, hey, look, we are giving this to you to reward you for what you've done with us this season and being able to stick with the team. So if we need you again next year, if you can keep it up and nobody passes you on the depth chart, then congratulations. Mm-hmm. You have a roster spot for next year. Yeah. Uh, if you don't, if for some reason uh, you don't have the same mojo or there's somebody better than you that comes in the lineup, we're going to pay you basically the NHL's minimum salary to play in Milwaukee next mm-hmm. year. Literally zero repercussions for us. Yeah. I mean, this just kind of just seems like a standard, uh, your extra forward fringe NHL guy deal. That's That's about yeah. it. This is not a deal that would generate a tremendous amount of discussion on Twitter um, or in person if it was not attached to Cole Smith, who for whatever reason has kind of become the lightning rod for the Nashville Predators. Not deserved. He is not the most controversial figure on this team. He is not the biggest question on this roster. He is not the most under or overperforming player to be talking about. But for some reason, Cole Smith is kind of where a lot of misdirected, in my opinion, energy and focus has gone this season. So it would be, this would not even really be more than a sentence topic on our podcast had it not been attached to Cole Smith. Yeah. Well, you know, somebody heard kind of our, uh, you know, take last week when we did the mailbag and, um, you know, somebody asked us if your uh, has your opinion of the Preds fan base change or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody actually reached out and, and said, uh, you know, after hearing our show, it's like, you know, it's not Cole Smith we don't like. It's the idea of Cole Smith, which is kind of like, you know, I think the Predators need different type of players than him in the lineup. And mm-hmm. which that that's fair. Um, but again, I would. I, I would be surprised next year, unless Cole Smith takes a big step forward. Um, you know, if he was a big part of the Preds lineup next season. Um, but yeah, again, like like I said, this deal is just you know, hey, here's a contract for next year. Right. Thanks for your work this year. If it pays off, we'll give you another one. If it doesn't hey, guess what? You're going to be in Milwaukee, but that's fine. Yeah. And Cole Smith has been the topic, but I agree with what you were saying. I don't think that he is the problem. He has just been the topic, which unfortunately translates into a lot on social media. Speaking of which, put out a tweet saying, hey, just (laughs) want to know what your one word is to describe how you feel about Cole Smith's contract. Yeah. I, I didn't check any of this, so I'm hearing all these for the first time. Yeah. Um, so J.W. Hood said, and uh, not one word, which I completely absolved him from because, you know, we make the rules, but we also feel free to break them. He said, I don't even care to hear anything else about Cole, good or bad. Just tired of everything circling this guy. Other storylines going on besides Cole, just let him play. It's probably a good deal for what he does. Good fourth liner. And then he said, oh, sorry, you just wanted one word. My bad. Again, uh, we absolve you. Certainly don't disagree with anything he said. So Yeah. Yep. Brian, the gamer said, I don't hate it. He does a lot of good things. Yeah. I agree. So far, so good. So far, so good. Ultimate Predator said, love it for the chaos. Neutral on it otherwise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
that's that's about right as well. Yeah. Susan Prather said happy, which I will say I agree with her. And yeah. she stuck to the rules. So bonus points. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bonus points. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I would say actually overall, I mean, we definitely had some memes that conveyed dissatisfaction or <laughs> shock and awe. Um, one that says I'm trying not to yell, one that was Michael Scott's face. So, you know, take that for what you want. But, you know, I think I think it's going to cause some chaos. Here's an interesting comment that got actually a lot of likes. If Cole Smith is on your roster, you're probably an average team. And that's from JJ Trigg. What do you think about that? I thought that was a very interesting comment. I mean... Curtis McDermott's on the Colorado Avalanche roster is are the Avalanche a bad or average team? Yeah. I, I mean, that's, you know, you can go through most NHL lineups and find a Cole Smith. Right. On there. Yeah. Um, you know, good teams and good coaches figure out how to use players like that effectively. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe that's, uh, Maybe that's, oh, the no. maybe, maybe that's a, that's a different conversation for another day. Um, but yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, if you block out all the extra noise, it's just the Preds signing a depth guy to a one year low risk extension. And that's yes. pretty much all that it should be. Uh, back to the all-star game, including our all-star UC Soros, who got some great practice, uh, playing behind guys who did not play defense. We'll talk about that. And my God, what happened with NHL all-star weekend? Wasn't really as bad as everybody thinks. We'll, we'll dive into that in a second. But first, want to mention today's show is brought to you by Athletic Greens and their new product, AG1. I have been using AG1 for about a year because, hey, they sent me a free box of it. Uh, was a skeptic, but started taking it, started noticing a lot of benefits, like more energy throughout the day. Uh, you know, less little things, wasn't as tired as achy all the time. And so I then became a loyal customer after that. So you may be asking, what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens. Everybody loves adaptogens, right? It all helps you start your day off right. And the special blend of ingredients supports gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, pretty much everything you can think of. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, whatever. It's perfect for you because it fits just one gram of sugar. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, but still tastes great and They have over 7,000 five-star reviews online and recommended by professional athletes and leading health experts. So right now, time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Like we said, just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy on you, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health. Pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, and uh, let's go to some stick taps uh, for UC Soros, who 
you know what? All things considered, had himself a nice little uh, all-star weekend. You know, looked uh, scored a goal in the in the uh, skills competition, which you know, shout out to uh, his dad Pecorine for that. Come one. on. Uh, and you know, all things considered, uh, played pretty well. You know, didn't look awful in the uh, All Star game either, even though uh, nobody tried. My God, yeah, nobody <laughs> tried in front of him. Yeah, you know what he did. I thought he had a great weekend. I loved the content. I thought the National Predators team that was with him did a great job with content and talking with him and behind the scenes and everything. So I appreciated that. But I thought he had a, a good weekend too. He and Connor Hellebuck won the Tendy tandem. Which, yeah. you know, it's hard sometimes to cheer for Connor Hellebuck, but when you pair the two of them up, it's not Corey Perry, so I'm here yeah. for it. He somehow gets more likable when paired with UC Soros. Every, doesn't everybody? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I thought that that was great. And they won $30,000, which I was like, I should say so. Like, that should pay for his trip to Costa Rica. Yeah. next you know next break so i thought that was great i agree with you though in the all-star game oh my goodness it was like flashbacks to the nashville predators earlier in the season <laughs> where it's literally uc soros and a bunch of guys on skates just watching so yeah. that part was a little rough i think one of the funniest moments i think it was vlad tarasenko uh, it was like a two on, oh, or it was like a two on one the other way. And Tarasenko was like the only guy back for the central, you know, mm -hmm. and instead of like going in the back check or just trying to like get in between them, just went, nope, turned or <laughs> like just turned around, yes. let them skate by him. And he just like skated to the bench, like yeah. not even like went in slow to see if there's a rebound or anything, just like went to the bench. And of course they scored. Yeah. Uh, and it was just like, okay, this is this is it. Also, I will say, uh, so the Central loss to the uh, Atlantic Division in the final. I will say the Atlantic Division in the in all the games were the only division that actually looked like they were trying. Yes. Like everybody else, like all the abs, like the three abs were out there together. You know, Crosby and Ovechkin were out there together. And they all looked like they were just like, you know, looking like a good looking like they were having a good time and you know trying to make some highlight reel stuff happen and mm -hmm. you know over there in the Atlantic you have like Dylan Larkin like back checking and breaking up yes. you have Matthew Kachuk battling in the corner like obviously he's motivated because he's playing with his brother and in front of his uh hometown crowd so yeah. you know there's there's some people that were actually playing uh like oh this is like a three-on-three -three overtime game <laughs> here not not an all-star game yes and then you had the majority that were like oh it's just the all-star game my favorite in that whole uh all-star game scenario was when and i can't remember now who it was somebody stole the puck from ovechkin and instead of chasing him down he just chucked his stick david posternock. yeah david posternock that's who it was and i am well, like i'm here for this i'm well, here made for it this. What made it funny is because you couldn't see, like the cameras zoomed in on Pasternak, you couldn't see Ovi. So there's this breakaway, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> you just see this stick come flying across the ice, like at Pasternak skates. And then the replay, like like Ovi was like like doing curling yep, with his yes, stick, exactly. just like like on his knee, like aiming, and then just like 
hurling down the ice. Uh, I thought it yeah. was great. Yeah, I think the quote of the uh, entire All Star Game uh, was Rob Brendamore, uh, mm-hmm. who was he was coaching the uh, the Metropolitan Division. They lost in their first game, and somebody asked him, "It's like, yeah, hey, you guys, uh, you guys uh, went out early," and uh, he responded, "Yeah, best case scenario for us because they all got <laughs> to leave." Yeah. yeah, I think somebody said like crowd, like it was like the game had ended maybe like 10 minutes before and out comes Crosby dressed in his golf outfit, just like sprinting out of the arena with his own equipment bags. Like I am off to the links, everybody done. You guys have fun with fallout boy. <laughs> I, I got a tea time to catch. Oh, I loved, I will say this, you know, I'm a huge fan of PK Subban and my favorite quote from the whole weekend was, um, if you saw during the skills competition for fastest skater, Kale McCarr wiped out on the third turn. And PK Subban said, if I can beat Kale McCarr's score, anything's possible. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, all right, PK, I, I like that. So there were some really funny moments in the All-Star Weekend. But we probably need to talk about some of the moments that were a little more difficult to sit through. Because well, there were some of those, if if I recall correctly, there were some of those. I mean, pick pick one to start. <laughs> uh, I mean, let, let's talk about just a, if we want to talk about the All-Star game itself, I mean, that mm-hmm. lasted, what, you know, it started at 3 Eastern and ended right around 6, 45, 7, something like that. So it was like a... NHL playoff overtime game length, like three hours, 45 minutes, almost four hours. And nobody wants to sit through all that on a game that means absolutely nothing. Uh, Yeah. You know, maybe, okay, let's, let's back up to the, the first game, Pete DeBoer challenging the offsides. Is, is that really, I mean, I think he kind of did it like just as a joke, like kind right. of like a troll move on anybody. But if you're just a casual fan watching a uh, instant replay coaches challenge review uh, three minutes into the all-star game, yeah. is that really like what you kind of want your whole thing to be if you're using this as like a marketing patch to like like lapsed fans or something like that well do any does anybody really want to sit through a video coaches challenge review in a stanley cup final no we hated Uh, them too yeah yeah it was that was a it was a little it was a little bit painful and i agree with you It, it went a little long for me also, if they're going to play this all-star game, when you do something, when you do three on three, you know, three on three is just an elevated level of excitement for me when it comes to overtime, more ice, more opportunity, more breakaway chances. And they just played it at a speed in the, you know, in these all-star games that just wasn't that level of excitement. So that was a little bit disappointing for me. Yeah. I mean, the, the entertain players, me people entertain yeah. me. The players didn't try. I mean, I mean, it was weird. The other thing I noticed, and, uh, and it's more noticeable in the skills competition, there was nobody in that crowd. Yeah. Like, there's absolutely nobody there. Like, that big panorama they showed. I don't know if it was a later routing crowd, but it was just, like, the lower bowl was 
empty, like yeah. completely empty. And it was dead quiet for the entire weekend. Compare that to the other all-star game that was happening this weekend, which was the pro bowl. Mm-hmm. And you saw that, you know, just for the little flag football game yesterday, uh, they played it at Vegas's home stadium. That place was packed. Yep. So yeah, not a lot of kind of a bad look for the for the NHL when you know the it's obvious the players not only don't care but don't exactly look like they're really having fun and B like nobody in the crowd is is into it either. Yeah, I think there are definitely areas of improvement and we're going to talk about those, you know, just maybe some light suggestions. And then we do have to talk a little bit more about the skills competition because I have a giant beef. I have a just I have one giant beef that needs to be addressed when it comes to the skills competition. We're going to do that in just a second. But first, want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by our great friends at FanDuel. The only app you're going to need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. You can download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57. Wow. Is it really 57? Goes goes by fast when you're having fun. I I guess it does (laughs) with a no sweat first bet. So you're going to get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. You can bet on things uh, with the Super Bowl, uh, like how many receiving yards will Travis Kelsey or AJ Brown have in each half? What position's going to score the first touchdown? You can also bet on who is going to be named the MVP. They have bets on everything. And the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and it is super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid for your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL and locked on. All right, and so the skills competition, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, that's kind of sad for me because I remember growing up watching hockey back in like the original uh, NHL and ESPN days. Mm-hmm. It was like the home run derby. Like that was more fun, I think, than the actual all-star game. Yes. Because it's like, you know, they had the players competing against each other. There was, uh, you know, there was, there was actually like a competition, like it was East versus West or North America versus the world, whatever the, um the the configuration happened to be that year mm-hmm. it was always just so fun to watch because you know, the players were having fun but it was also like you know their side wanted to win too a little bit of bragging yes. or something to play for and it's just the last two years have just been absolutely dead yeah yeah i i I so wanted to buy into it because I liked some of the changes that they made. I liked some of the different ideas for events, but it seems like the players don't buy in. And when the players don't buy in, it's very hard to get the fans to buy in. And and this is my main beef with the all-star skills competition in particular, because for me, the highlight, like you're talking about the home run derby for me, the highlight is the breakaway challenge. I want to see your freaking best 
outrageous, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that move against a goaltender who's like, oh, hell no, not today. You know, that's what I want to see in that competition. And it just, I mean, they kind of went a whole different direction with like video montages and costumes. And look, former theater major, I'm here for the costumes. But it, I felt like it just lacked like that home run derby element. Like this yeah. is where you show your stuff, whether you're a goaltender or whether you are one of the guys trying to score, like show me your best holy crap, I can't believe he can do that shot. And we just didn't get any of that. And it was so disappointing. You know, and they used to do uh, the breakaway challenge, which was actually like, remember it was just rapid fire. Uh, I think there's like an elimination element too, where it was, you know, the players would go on and actually try to score on a breakaway. Yes. Not, like, not like the Roberto Luongo laying down or anything yeah. like that. Um you know, there was that kind of element. And it was, you could see them actually trying partially because, Hey, this is a chance to do their best shootout moves. And for the, yes. players, it's like, Ooh, they want to have like a 12, you know, thing point streak. And remember, I think it was Pecorine who had mm -hmm. like what 15 consecutive saves at one point or 14 yeah. or 15, like a really long save streak in one of the years he was in. Uh, and it was, it was like that too. My thing about the, I love the, like, kind of the dunk contest element of that. Yeah. Uh, they need to do more with that. Mm -hmm. uh, and they need to do it better, not one at a time. Because uh, my question is, those judges that came in, were they just sitting there the whole time waiting for something to do? You had, yeah. like, David Posternot come in and do Happy Gilmore, and you're like, all right, this is cool. Like, we're, you know, some energy here. And then, what? Nothing happened after yeah. that. He took one shot and then uh, disappeared. And yeah. then it was another, seemed like another hour before we saw the next one. It's just, what is going on here? Yeah. Pace matters when you're putting yeah. on some, an event like that. And the pace of this was not great. I do want to shout out little Ovechkin Jr. Yes. Because he did score. I mean, come on. That was so precious. And the way that the players interacted with him, that was darling. Also want to shout out Sarah Nurse, who yeah. scored on, I can't remember if it was a two-on-one, three-on-one, or if it, it was, was just her. I can't it remember. Just been the breakaway where she did the like the Peter Forsberg yes. around the the side move. Yes, the and then she goal. was like, "Oops, yeah, you know, oof." So yeah. I was a hundred percent here for that move. That was amazing. Yeah, I, but I have a know. feeling that's going to be the NHL replace a uh, Kendall Coin Schofield's uh, fastest lap. Is hey, did you know women also play hockey? <laughs> <laughs> where they can just exploit that one clip for the next five, 10 years or whatever. Yes. Uh, I think they should have made the judges um, some of the women's hockey players because some of the judges were like a tennis star and I get they were pulling from Florida, but I'm like, what? She even, she's like, yeah, I don't skate. I don't really know. And I'm like, okay, no. let's, let's put some, let's put some female hockey pros in there and then let's judge. Yeah, At, go through some of the Preds comment sections and there's people that think Victoria Azarenka would be overqualified to be Preds head coach. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day and pacing, I, I think is yeah. the thing. Like, you know, they did the fastest skater 
you know, everybody took one lap, which, you know, it's, I guess, one lap, but, you know, do like a best of two heat or something like that. Or, you know, they did like a relay one year or like a head to head. And then, you know, everybody just skated a lap and then they moved on to something else. And then they did a little bit of something else and then came back. And I don't know, I would say production is the biggest thing that I think kind of killed this from maybe working out. Mm-hmm. a little bit better i mean it seems like at some points like not even the players knew like what the next event was uh you know you had uc Saros out there do the you know the tendy challenge early and then sitting there the rest of the time right uh you know and there was like you know you had like the outdoor stuff which the outdoor stuff was super fun it was but, but what Agreed. are you doing if you're inside that arena are you just watching a feed of espn or tnt whatever it was on and yeah you know sitting around doing nothing like there needs i think there is a lot of potential Mm -hmm. there i think they just gotta go back to the table and figure out a way to produce this in a way that a doesn't take like four freaking hours to get done Right. B has a little bit more flow and keeps people in the arena engaged. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you do like a two part where like, you know, almost like the, uh, like what the NFL pro bowl games did like, Hey, Saturday, maybe you're outside and the skill and you're have like, you go to a feed from like a, the golf course and they're doing like a full, like, you know, three hole kind of par four challenge or something like that. And then you flash back to the beach and, you know, maybe you're doing something like outside where it doesn't really like matter editing skills, what's going Mm -hmm. on. And then, you know, maybe the next night you combine maybe like a mini three V three game with like the fastest skater and the traditional on ice stuff. Like maybe you kind of split it up and sort of reimagine that way. But the way they did it, you know, it's just, they got to go back to the table and, and find some more creative way of doing this because it was just the production absolutely killed it. Yeah, I would agree. Great potential on paper, but the execution and production, it just didn't it didn't deliver. And it's a shame because I thought they had some creative ideas. Yeah. When we were talking about this, uh you had an interesting idea of what you would do. I did. Do you remember that? I'm sure it was brilliant. What you would I do? Do it winter classic. Yes. Instead, yeah. of, instead of a team versus team, have the outdoor game be the NHL all-star game. Yes. I a hundred percent think that would be fun instead. Yeah. Just make it the outdoor game. There's always so much energy around an outdoor game. And I think the players would I think it just is more for the players. I think it just gets them more bought in and, and do it that way. It doesn't have to be all this other stuff, but yeah, that was brilliant. I was really thinking when I thought you were on a roll with that one on a roll. And then the weekend happened and I totally forgot. (laughs) Yeah. But Hey, good idea. Um, Yeah. Let us know your thoughts. If you think you got an idea to make the all-star game, uh, how should I put this suck less? Let us know. Either leave a comment uh, on this episode if you're watching on YouTube or tweet us at LO underscore Predators. We'd be happy to hear some of your thoughts. 
Uh, tomorrow, the Predators are back on the ice. Come on. Yay, finally. Uh, we will go over the February schedule and some second-half NHL storylines, specifically involving the Preds, to watch out for. So tune into that. Uh, and where can people find your work? You can find my work online at InsideThePreds.com, and you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at OnTheForeCheck.com or follow me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan. However you're listening to us, whether you're watching this on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcasting platform, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you will always know when we have fresh content out for you. That's going to do it on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with an all-new episode. See you then.